1: Welcome into the PHNX Sun Devils live post game show brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sports but my background looks terrifying right now I'm gonna fix that in a second um <laughs> But first, uh, I just want to tell you right now, you can download uh, the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that promo code PHNX when you sign up at just $1 on any NFL or NBA team to score a point in the game. And if either team in that game does score a point, you get $100 in free bets. It's just that easy. I'm joined as always by Brett. Brett, how are you doing today?
0: I'm good. I'm good. You know, it's nice uh, to have them pull out a win at the end here in another close game against an mm-hmm. opponent that it shouldn't have been close against, but Hey, yeah. wins a win, even if it's ugly and I will take it.
1: Yeah. Uh, there's the the thing I have to keep telling myself is there's so much talent on this team. It shouldn't really matter when they figure it out. As long as they figure it out at the end, uh, when basketball matters, because yeah, everybody knows in college basketball, the hottest team usually wins the PAC 12 tournament and the NCAA tournament. So, I don't know. I mean, it's not the worst thing. Uh, It definitely wasn't encouraging seeing them let a really inept team back in the game. They did shoot the hell out of the ball. Uh, North Florida did. They shot 50% from three in the first half. Cooled down a little Mm -hmm. bit, finished with shooting with 35%. Actually, ASU was the hotter team from three-point arc for the first time um, this season, 48 percent
0: But not until really uh, closer to the second half of the second Mm. quarter because – You know, at the early on, especially in the first half, they really were struggling from behind the three, and they were struggling to defend around the perimeter once again. I don't know what they talked about at halftime, what adjustments they made that helped them uh, contain them and shut them down a little bit more from, you know, around that three-point line, but they did a lot better at shutting them down after they came back out in the second half. But, um, you know, I just felt like they got off to a really, really slow start. They had a lot of really dumb plays. Like, Kamani Lawrence had a foul like a minute, 30 into the game and I could not for the life of me figure out what he was going for in terms of that. Um, I wrote down a ton of notes about this game <laughs> of things I wanted to talk about. Um, I also felt like there was really no effort in terms of trying to box out to get the rebounds early on either. They kind of were just letting balls fall. And I felt like, you know, that's a prime opportunity to really set the tone and establish the fact that you're not here to mess around. And instead you're kind of just like, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like dainty in a way. And i just, I don't know. I would have liked to have seen them play more gritty. Um, and yeah, like I thought v- Kamani Lawrence did a good job of drawing some of the fouls in the first half, but then they shot like shit from the free throw line tonight. I want to say they were seven of 18. Yeah. Seven of 18, 39% from the free throw line. That's terrible. Yeah,
1: you know, they started the game with four straight misses. Um, just not very good. Uh, obviously North Florida was able to jump out a 12 point lead at the start. And that was actually the largest lead of the game by anybody. ASU only had it at 11 at one point before they let, uh, you and our back into the game, but you know who helped them, uh, help them get that surge to get to the 11 points was our boy, Ebo Enoch Boachi. Mm-hmm. And I have a yes, quick little did. highlight I want to show, uh, for the people.
0: Oh, that was beautiful. So for our podcast listeners, um, it was essentially the video of, uh, Enoch dunking, The ball, you know, getting it past him and really just uh, alley-ooping it up in there. So it was a great shot. It was kind of on the heels of a couple other uh, really quick plays that allow some Sun Devil basketball to get back into the game there when they were down. So, yeah, I thought Enoch came in clutch, um, especially when they finally eventually put him in. Um, Side note, Jalen Graham was back tonight. What are your thoughts on him returning to the green?
1: It it was good to see him. Um, Obviously, I think he was on some minute restrictions a little bit uh I like his hair um so that's good I was
0: gonna say his hair reminds me of a big bowl of Pirates booty
1: I'm a big fan of the what what, what do we talk about at the start of the year Britt I wonder if they're ever gonna run the Alonzo Gaffney and uh Jalen Graham lineup and they did they started the second yes. half with that and it was pretty damn effective I mean against smaller teams like this you shouldn't I thought Alonzo Gaffney had a good game. Um, oh, Gaffney it,
0: had a great game. Yeah, um, he, just, he might not have been the leading scorer out there tonight, but he had nine rebounds and I want to say he had five assists tonight. So yeah. he definitely was out there making a difference, making sure that his teammates were getting the ball and creating second chance opportunities. So I definitely thought he gave a great like effort overall on the court, even if his shots weren't necessarily falling for him all the time.
1: For sure, the you know, uh, <laughs> a little hesitant to say he has the green light to shoot from three because. Man, sometimes that is ugly, but it's good to have a guy with confidence, uh, especially a big guy with confidence. Obviously, wingspan of seven foot three, uh, a presence Mm -hmm. down in the paint, which is kind of all you need uh, when you have offense coming from other places, which they do. Um, We also saw some Jay Heath tonight and the true Marion Jackson, uh, four for seven from the field, heated up there at the end, three for four from three, 13 points, uh, three assists, and a rebound. Um, yeah, I, he's he's just awesome. He's a great playmaker. He always finds the right guy, uh, and I think he was trying less to force a force his shot to get his own shot. I think he was more letting the game come to him a little bit tonight. I think that was the difference for uh, Marion tonight.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, Marion really was able to start heating up there, and the like you said, some of the shots that he hit were actually pretty phenomenal. I was surprised yeah. that they went in compared to some of the shots he put up earlier in the night that he could not get to yeah. fall. Like, I felt like. Starting the last couple of games off, ASU basketball could not buy themselves a basket if they wanted to. It, it's been tough for them. Um, so, you know, I like seeing uh, Jamiah Neal come in uh, and play. Um, I thought Bagley... Uh, He had a little bit of a rough night, but I felt like with every error he made, he always hustled to try to uh, recover the mistake or make up for the mistake. But there's something I noticed, and I don't know if it would have picked up on the broadcast. So I wanted to ask you if you observed this, Shane. So it was, uh, where was it? Right around uh, after he had the turnover and he hustled to get that steal back and they pulled him out of the game. He walked over to the bench, walked past everybody, and left, and kind of just walked off, really frustrated, into the hallway, and kind of did some laps. And then somebody actually went out there and got him and pulled him back in, and they shoved him right back out on the court. But I wasn't sure if that was something that came up in the broadcast, something that he, you guys noticed, something that was mentioned. So, so he
1: he rolled his ankle um, on a play, and he asked. So I, he he actually was coming back on defense, and he got it he got that steal while he was still hobbled uh, and injured. So he 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 hurt his ankle. Um, tested it out and uh, he you know just he, I, I think he'll be okay we hope so I don't think he played uh, much or if at all in that second half so
0: yeah we'll see. Um, and that's why I was asking because I knew he had left we really don't know what's going on up here uh, in terms of in the press seating I don't want to say press boxes it's not really a box yeah. but I did see that he had walked away and had left and he looked frustrated um i saw him on the bike warming up a little bit trying to move get stay like warmed up i don't know what else the bike is for other than just moving staying warm um it's my worst enemy so i have no other Hmm. idea um but yeah uh there was just a lot of things that i felt like uh like you mentioned having the two bigs i I love having bigs once again. I mean, it was nice. I loved having Romello White when he was here. It was awesome to see them actually be able to utilize somebody there. But I just feel like it's finally growing into something again when they're getting in the, sort of a rhythm with their offense. If, if they're not in a rhythm, it doesn't eh, – it's uh, – but when they're flowing, it looks pretty nice, and it, it really opens up the floor for a lot of things.
1: I mean, this offense – First, the first thing is it almost needs stops to go. I mean, they need to force the tempo – and that's kind of what their game plan is, is, is getting, uh, picking up 75 feet, uh, trapping, just playing good team defense. You saw a re- couple really good team defensive possessions uh, where the shot clock would almost come close to running out or even run out. Uh, forced turnovers. I believe they forced 12 tonight. They also gave up 12 tonight, though. Um, but, yeah, the, the team defense, when that's clicking, the offense is clicking. And when when uh, when you need a defense to spark the offense, it's a little scary. Uh, because sometimes you can't get stops and it just feels like you're drinking water through a fire hose but I mean the biggest thing the second thing i wanted to point out was this offense looks so much better when shots are falling i mean this team the first couple of games were getting the shots they wanted for sure they like they i mean some of the some of the threes were ill-advised but for the most part they were getting what they wanted out there and tonight mm-hmm. they were hitting their shots more than they weren't um so I mean, the, it, the the offense just looks better when it's when shots are going in i know it sounds stupid but it, it it looked so ugly when they weren't going in. So the, then they didn't really change much. There's not a lot need to panic uh, rather than Jay Heath and uh, uh, Jalen Graham being in. But
0: I felt like there were a lot of really silly mistakes tonight that we're seeing, and I don't know if a lot of it is just getting back into the flow and the rhythm of actually playing in a real game and not just playing, you know, against your teammates in practice for the last however many months. Um, you know, just in terms of kind of shitty passes, uh, not really being smart with the ball, uh, not really giving it their all in terms of boxing out every time. And I feel like the boxing out part is slowly but surely picks up throughout the game and they improve on their rebounds. I mean, tonight they finished with 42 rebounds, 28 uh, defensive, 14 offensive. I think that those are pretty good numbers, especially 14 offensively. Um, I mean, that's not bad at all, but... Um, when you're just looking at uh, in terms of what they're doing otherwise on the court with the turnovers, uh, with really poor foul, like the decision to reach in when they don't necessarily yeah. need to, um, you know, things like that. Like I said, issues with communication, not, not even passing the ball. There was one moment down here uh, where I saw Marcus Bagley with the ball and DJ horns yelling at him going me, me, me. Marcus didn't even look at him and he had a more clear wide open shot Marcus put up a three and missed it, and it was one of those things where it's like you have a teammate with a more clear shot and a more open look, and instead you're going to be selfish. And I felt like that was something that reminded me of the team last year that I didn't necessarily like to see out there. Um, so that was something that I felt like was a little bit of an issue when I saw that tonight, but it's not like it's one of those huge issues. It's just something he has to work on breaking, and it's going to be yeah. a habit of something he has to focus
1: yeah, so I believe um, that was Bagley's only attempted shot tonight. Let me make sure and check. Um, no, he had he, he was over 4 um, but he did not play that second half, and I believe it's going to be something with the ankle. Uh, it's a good sign that he was walking off and trying to test it a little bit at least, but that is definitely something to look out for as, uh, obviously, Bagley plays a big role on this team. A lot of other people stepped up tonight. ASU was 16-point favorites on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Uh, Obviously did not cover that. Um, They definitely had the chance to in the second half. Uh, Would have been nice if they did. But you can bet on that. You can bet on other teams to cover the spread if they're underdogs against um, ASU. I'm sure ASU will be the underdog when they play Baylor next week. But if you want to catch those lines, you can find them in the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Uh, If you sign up and use that promo code PHNX when you do, you can bet just $1 on any NFL or NBA team to score a point. Um, and if either team in the games that you bet on scores a single point, you get $100 in free bets this week at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. I had a lot of fun betting on college basketball today as well as some NFL. I didn't, uh, wasn't too great um, today, but I was good over the weekend, and that's all that <laughs> matters is net gain. Um, hey. to, so if you want to be a degenerate gambler like me, go ahead and download DraftKings Sportsbook. I use that promo code PHNX. No PD. You can't bet on the Coyotes. I'm not allowed to um, because uh, I well. feel too bad. I feel like I'm taking candy from a baby. Um, but that's 21 plus Arizona only. Gambling problem called 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. No, I can't.
0: (laughs) Well, I was going to say, you know, degenerate gambler, you probably love the weekend then, and I don't know what your lyric of the game is, but Mac Miller's everything's good by the weekend is what immediately came to mind for me. Well, there you go.
1: You know know what that is? That is our lyric of the game.
0: Hey! (laughs) Everything's
1: good by
0: the weekend.
1: Yeah. It cleared out pretty fast there today, Britt.
0: It did. It did. It really wasn't a super packed game again. You know, uh, there really haven't been anybody up here in the top sections. Mm -hmm. Um, And even the lower area has been really kind of empty. I mean, these haven't been big name opponents. Uh, This was the first seven o'clock game I want to say for ASU men's basketball. The other ones have been kind of early. So people haven't necessarily been able to make it out here, but I feel like this is normally how preseason hoops is with ASU uh, with the exception of, like 2019, I think when they were still doing really good, maybe it was 2018. Um, but I also think you still have people who are a little hesitant to come back out and come inside of, uh, you know, an enclosed yeah. place like this. But You also
1: probably yeah. have people that are hesitant that don't want to get burned by the Sun Devils by hoping they're good again. Um, like yeah, myself. right. It, uh, it, it hurts me, but just keep telling Listen, myself. little piece of advice.
0: <laughs> Okay, I would say throw up a Lit with Brit graphic, but I don't think we have it because you're at home, not at the studio. Oh, yeah? Lit with Brit. Okay. Oh, yeah? Do we have it? Bang, bang, bang. Hey, Lit with Brit. Who do you think I am,
1: Brit? Who do you think I am? I don't
0: know, man. I don't know. I underestimated your ability. Shane, you are the man. (laughs) You are the man. So, all right, Lit with Brit. Time for a little breakdown. Guys, do not get too invested in Arizona State athletics because it's going to just break your heart. (laughs) If you have not learned your lesson by (laughs) now, (laughs) oop. (laughs) My microphone just came apart. I can sing to them. Yes. Okay. Wait, am I back? Can you hear me? You're back, yeah. Okay. My microphone, the whole bottom part of my plug just came out. Um, (laughs) Yeah, just don't, 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 don't. You're setting yourself up for failure. It's like it's like if you date a crazy person and you're like, no, I'm going to change them. And it's like, ha, 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 no, you're not. You're going to end up disappointed. And then you're just going to be so sad. Like, just don't do it. Save yourself all of the the drama and just... Be invested, but not overly invested.
1: The amount of times I've learned how to put
0: that wall up.
1: The amount of times I've compared um, ASU athletics to um, ex girlfriends of mine is pretty ridiculous. Um, So, yeah, it it holds true.
0: So, I have severe commitment issues, if nobody has realized (laughs) that yet. But um, for some reason, the excitement and the roller coaster of being in love with college sports has had me sucked in for 10 years. (laughs) <laughs> and it's a literal curse because it's like living on the edge all the time. And it with the Sun Devils, as we saw last Thursday, it can uh, can be heartbreaking, crushing, and uh, sometimes it can cause you to uh, have cardiac arrest. I might uh, die before December gets here from heart palpitations. We'll see. Well,
1: let's let's hope there's no more close games that shouldn't be close games um, for ASU basketball. Before we get to our Player of the Game, I just wanted to shout out. Somebody who has been so impressive, um, who I thought wasn't going to get much playing time once Jay Heath was back um, and DJ Horn was hitting. I mean, Jemiah Neal, every time he yes. comes into the game, it is so goddamn fun to watch because he gives you that intensity and he's a little, he's, he's he, you can kind of still see that he's coming into his lanky body. He doesn't have the best yeah. coordination when he dribbles the ball, it gets a little funky. But offensively tonight, I mean, uh, he's raw for sure. Don't get me wrong. I'm not There's saying he's some, something he's some about his thrower. spirit,
0: too. Like just his. Like, and I don't know if you can sense it through a TV camera or not, but like his actual personality and his yeah. spirit and the aura surrounding him. When you're in a room with him, it changes everything. He's one of those people who truly has that sort of impact. So yeah, you're right. He does bring a ton into the game. I actually, I wrote down to love seeing Jemaya Neal in the game. Um, yeah. That was one of my notes.
1: Yeah. Uh, finished the game two for four, two for three from the three point line, seven points. Doesn't seem super impressive, um, until you realize he's a freshman um, and two of those threes were big threes. He's yep. to me is a guy that is, uh, can can find himself in a typical three and D role on uh, an ASU team. Cause he's, he, he, he has passion. He's six foot six. He can play the two or the three. Um, he ha- shows flashes of being able to shoot the ball. Probably not the best offensive scoring ability in regards of like creating your own shot. But, Other than that, I mean, you can't really ask for more from an energy guy coming off the bench. He helps a lot. No,
0: and you have to assume, you know, like you said, he is only a freshman. He still has four years to continue working on improving his shot, and that comes with time. You know, the stronger you get, the more he gets comfortable in terms of his length and getting the technique down, because a lot of it really is your timing, Um, depending on where you let go and fire the ball. I'm sure you know that. I don't know who's listening knows that or how much they know in terms of mechanics and what it comes down to. But, you know, when you're growing, that kind of throws off your equilibrium, your timing, all that stuff. And so for him, I'm sure it's kind of just getting used to it, you know, adjusting, acclimating. And I think in the next couple years, especially we're really going to see him come into his own. So the fact he is so young is something that should be a really, really bright spot for people who are tuning in.
1: Yeah. I think the word of the day for this game would be efficiency. I'm looking, I'm back looking at the score sheet. Jalen grant these are the starters marion jackson four for seven uh dj mm-hmm. horn six for he, nine well with on, his
0: four for seven though i feel like we need to point out he did have 13 points though uh, Well, he was three for that, four so. from the
1: three-point line yeah so so four for seven so four for seven put
0: up a decent number of
1: yeah he was great i'm, I'm saying four for seven is a good thing it's over 50 percent. we'll take that four for seven six for nine from dj horn um kamani lawrence was four for nine Jalen Graham was 5 for 7, and then Bagley was 0 for 4, but we're not going to count that. Um, those are some really good numbers. Then you had Jermaine 2 for 4 from um, the field off of the bench, and, you know, consistency and efficiency, those will take you far. And we have yet to see the former, but it's good to see the latter tonight in efficiency. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I just felt like when you say 4 for 7 in terms of his shots, it doesn't necessarily do it justice in terms of how many points he was able to put up with those shots you know what i'm saying um because he had 13 that's that's a pretty big number off of that uh one good number especially on the night
1: having a good amount of them in the second half uh coming to live Mm -hmm. and coming alive in the second half putting this team away for sure
0: he really did and uh dj horn did the same thing i felt like coming back out in the second half getting started dj horn was really the one who ignited the defense uh and got things going so that was um again nice to see
1: Speaking of DJ Horn, I heard you have something uh some prop with do, you. I do. I do. I've never so, seen somebody so excited to pull out to this. Guys,
0: uh our pitchfork player of the game <laughs> is uh DJ Horn. This is our new segment we're starting um and again like I said for those of you who are listening via podcast we have a little glow stick uh pitchfork
1: that I found
0: at the 99 cent store. Yeah, it's a glow stick um like if you you break it it will like you don't want to crack it uh, though but no i'm not going to but i've had it since i was a freshman in college i bought a bunch of them and then i never used them because i forgot them at my house and moved out anyways then i found them and i was like this would be great so pitchfork player of the game uh, we have DJ Horn as our recipient this week, or this game, I should say. He had 16 points, five rebounds, and two assists in the game. Like we said, he was that spark plug off the bench, or not off the bench, but uh, you know, just in the game overall for the offense, yeah. and really was able to get the ball rolling contribute. tribute. Um, he's been absolutely great since we've seen him. And so far, in terms of everybody that has uh, joined the Sun Devils in the last year, I am most impressed with him and Alonzo Gaffney.
1: Yeah, Gaffney and Horn. I mean, you, there's so much there's so much potential to still be added to this team. DJ Horn was a flamethrower from 3 last year at Boston College. Uh or sorry, uh uh Jay Heath at Boston was or it was DJ Horn at Boston College. I always get those two No, mixed Jay
0: up. Heath was at Boston College. Thank DJ you. Horn was yeah.
1: uh somewhere
0: uh, in Illinois.
1: Uh Northern Illinois or Illinois State, one of those two. Um but yeah, they they're both they they're, they've both been uh okay to start i mean jay heath obviously not playing enough dj horn couldn't find his groove much but the potential with those two guys and three guys if you gaffney um new faces it, it, it's it's impressive and it, it, it's a bright spot for this asu team uh, when when you don't have to stress about uh about uh experience because this team has some experience uh behind it just not all in the same place it's all about gelling now
0: Yeah, so, you know, that's something that's going to come – the more games they play in, uh, the more they're battle-tested, the more they have to dig deep and work together and kind of overcome some of those obstacles and battles that uh, you sometimes have to face as a team early Mm -hmm. on to kind of learn some lessons in terms of what you do need to change if you're stubborn about certain things. Um, Yeah, there's a lot of things that go into it that um, kind of just boil down to being – in these environments and situations exactly. and living it and going through the motions and that's yeah. something you're never going to be able to change or avoid um it's all just about how they respond to it and uh if they don't respond how they grow from it
1: well it's on component says gaffney and horn law firm and associates that does sound like <laughs> a law firm name uh dj horn uh illinois state uh, by the okay. way for anybody curious uh, but yep, yeah, Devils take this one. Seventy-two to sixty-three was the final score tonight from Tempe. Devils move to two and one on the season. Their next test on Thursday against San Diego State. Um, that game will be at eight thirty uh, p.m. hour time, seven thirty in SDSU. Um, uh-huh. So keep an eye out on that. And then obviously, as I mentioned earlier, um, ESPN 2 will be carrying the game against Baylor on the 24th. Uh, they are number nine right now. That is going to be something. <laughs> I, I, this team just needs, mm, okay. needs, needs, a, needs so, more of a test before then. They need to figure out who they are. Theory. Okay.
0: Everyone thought ASU was going to lose to Kansas. And then they played up to their level years ago.
1: They play, yep. Oh, yeah. they, yep, yep.
0: They play UC Riverside and everyone thinks they're going to beat them. And instead they play down to their level. This team very much mirrors whoever they see on the court. So hopefully in terms of going to the Bahamas uh, and, you know, playing Baylor that will work in their favor uh, in terms of rising to the level of competition and being able to compete and show up. but we'll see because the team I referenced was a team that was uh, many years ago. So
1: yeah, well, I mean but but it was still a Bobby Hurley team. I mean, you wonder if that's a True. Bobby Hurley thing somehow. I don't know how that would work and correlate. Um, but yeah, playing down to somebody's level is not the best thing. Playing up. I mean, I, I don't know what that says about you. It maybe says you don't get up for certain games and you only get up for the big ones uh hopefully it's not the case hopefully they just play some good ball and they're able to hit but the first test is san diego state at san diego state as i said on thursday 8 30 we'll be coming to you live right after the game just like we are tonight um and let's Except see we'll i'll be re- from
0: my house
1: yeah i'll be i'll be from my house and hopefully it's better lit it's something with my the exposure on my camera right now let's see it's getting darker Woo! Um, and we'll have an audio episode on Wednesday. Uh, we'll also be live on Friday, um, b- breaking down some points from uh, the for the game on Saturday against Oregon State at Oregon State football. Um, that game is also at eight thirty. damn, that is brutal. Um, but keep an eye out for our audio-only episode coming out on Wednesday. We'll be addressing <laughs> the fun way ASU football can make the Rose Bowl. What?
0: Yeah. And we will be talking sights and sounds Mm. from ASU football practice on Monday and Tuesday, or not Monday and Tuesday. I'm sorry, Tuesday and Wednesday. As most of you guys know, like I've said before in the past, we don't get access to see them practice on Monday. We only get access to Herm Edwards press conference. So I lied. It's going to be sights and sounds from Tuesday and Wednesday.
1: (laughs) Hmm. Yeah. um, But, yeah, you can find those audio-only episodes wherever you listen to your podcasts. All the live shows are also available on audio-only. Leave a review. It's just PHNX Send Podcast. It's right. Right, 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 down there, down there, that way. What? PHX oh. Devils podcast, right? Oh. <laughs> yeah, there you go, there you go. Um, yeah, you just look that up wherever you get it. Um, leave a like on the video. Please subscribe. It helps us out a lot. You can follow Britt at bboyer07. You can follow me right there at Shane Deef, right there. Um, and uh, Britt, anything else before we get out of here? Mm-hmm. It's hard, to- I don't know
0: if I mentioned this. Did I mention that JP Mormon talked to Chris Paul before the game here where he hit uh-huh. that three? Yeah, that just disappointed me. Way to turn on us, Chris Paul.
1: <laughs> um, well, before we actually get out of here, I do want to shout out another guy, um, that just went crazy against ASU, uh, from three and just from all over the field, um, Jose Placer. Uh, 25 points tonight on 9 for 16 hmm. shooting. Um, he really kept damn all
0: right, all uh, right, Jose the
1: Ospreys in that game. Uh, he was pretty fun to watch. That whole team. It just scares me whenever you play a, a team that shouldn't beat you, but they're good at shooting from deep because anything can happen. <laughs> anything can happen, yeah. and it almost did tonight. But luckily, uh, it did not. As I mentioned before. Arizona State escapes with a win. It should have been a bigger margin of victory, 72 to 63 at home. They moved to 2 and 1 on the season. Um, this has been another edition of the PHNX Sun Devils post game show brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. We will see you all, or you'll hear us on Wednesday, and we will see you on Thursday after the San Diego State game. For me and Brittany, peace.